The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Ten minutes after eight on AM Live this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have only just tuned in, hopefully you'll do it at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. But nonetheless, we're glad you have joined us. It's time for the forum at eight. Now, this morning's question, and already the attacks are flying left, right, and center um, about it being provocative, about um, it just being uh, some form to bash certain people in society. Well, make of it what you will. Um, um, fact remains on the forum at eight this morning. We'll be exploring the issue of leadership in all all its facets, in all spheres of life, from corporate to politics, trade unions, the church, community, and even right in the home. Parents, what are we doing in terms of leadership? Now, many leaders face significant challenges of confidence as people whom they lead uh, have great expectations of these leaders, but uh, very often we also see that the very same people uh, lack faith in the leader's ability to deliver. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we're asking you, does South Africa deserve better leadership? And just looking at some of the SMSs that have come through, I want to repeat this one. Does South Africa face a future without a postal service? Then another one here from a patient in Peter Maritzburg says... Our clinics in Peter Maritzburg need to be stepped up 80% no medication, especially for high blood pressure. We have a situation whereby we spoke to the Department of Public Works just the other day, and they tell us about a 34 million, I wish, billion rand that was misused, misspent, whatever you want to call it. But uh, that is what happened. That's one department. We talk about so many things in this country uh, where people just feel as though they are being let down. Our children feel let down by us as their parents. When our children are attacked, when our children get raped and killed, where are the parents? Where's the community? If people go out and they eat grass and they drink petrol, What sort of leadership is that? You know, where's the church, the broader church, to speak out against these things? We talk about attacks, uh, you know, um, even further afield, the Boko Haram story, uh, the Bring Back Our Girls campaign. Where's the leadership? What are we doing? So that is what we're addressing this morning. Do we as South Africans deserve better leadership. And joining us for the conversation this morning, um, independent political analyst, Ralph Matecha. Thanks for coming through. Good morning and thanks for inviting me. And we are also joined by a young man, Octavio Shabangu, who is a finalist in the One Day Leader. It's a program that goes out on SABC One and it is, uh, for lack of a better description, it is the idol's for potential leaders in South (laughs) Africa. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Octavio, for coming through. Uh, Thank you very much for having me. Uh, It's an honor. And as always, you are free to join in the conversation. I would love to hear your views on this. 0891-104208, that's the number to dial. Lines are open right now. And you can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Alternatively, you can keep sending those SMSs to 34701. Now, of course, um, Ralph, when we put this topic out, people started responding instantaneously but then the question is and it's it's a question that somebody a few people actually asked and i don't understand why but they asked us to define leadership what do we mean by leadership 
That's a very good question, Sakina, uh, because uh, we have approached this question in a very narrow manner. We have looked at leaders without uh, defining and talking about leadership. What does it mean to have a sense of leadership? And you pointed out in your introductory remarks about the the key word for me is community. Uh, it's about uh, a dedication to what to what to what is towards a, a certain set of goals. And when you have a leadership, that is when you have uh, that kind of a framework that can achieve that set of goals. And of course doing that in a, 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 a within the framework of integrity within the framework of honesty that is why we have the phrase that says each and every society get the leader that it deserves what that means actually because it, it is hardly unpacked what it means is that uh, the society decide on the types of goals that it has and that it prioritizes, and within that it frames the type of leadership that it wants out of that then comes a certain set of leaders individuals who come out of that it is usually very tempting for a society when they are being frustrated when they haven't done a good job in asking themselves what set of goals in what way do we want to pursue those goals it becomes very uh, tempting for society to then say that what we are getting is not actually what we deserve is because they haven't asked themselves the fundamental questions as to the goals that they really want and how they want those goals to be achieved and it is also because we narrow leadership to uh, organizations such as political parties. Mm. You cannot have better leadership in political parties if, if, if in your society, as you correctly stated, you don't have a sense of leadership. You don't have a sense of the moral basis of what it means to be a leader. You don't have a criteria for yes or no in deciding who has to be a leader in your society. And as we say, uh, and I'm going to put this out, South Africans are the worst culprit when it comes to this. What we do as a nation, we don't develop a strong sense of saying yes or no to what kind of leaders that we really get. We choose, we, 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 just, we just select people, we choose people. After a short while, because we haven't reflected deeply about that, we get surprised. Oh, look what we are getting. And we say that, no, surprise, surprise, it's what we deserve. We haven't asked fundamental questions about what kind of people we want to lead our society. We haven't really recaptured that moral mm. compass in our society. We have lost a sense Why of community. I mean, politically speaking, Sakina, to be more, to confine this topic to uh, 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 where we are now, uh, the collapse of communities in our in our society, the collapse of a sense of togetherness. I mean, I'll take it back to 1994. This country has had incredible leadership before 1994 during the liberation movement. But after 1994, some community organizations that were not based within politics, that were nonpartisan, and I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about your street committees, I'm talking about the school governing bodies, have pulled back from public engagement. The, the sense of community has declined to a sense where a lot has been left to political organizations to provide a sense of leadership. The difficulty with that is that those political organizations have got no point of reference. We don't have a clear criteria on how we even assess them. We've been improvising for the last 20 years without really dealing with the fundamentals. Mm, interesting. Uh, Octavia, what is your take on leadership? Uh, I think in defining what leadership is, we need to find out, just like him, what is the goal of leadership. I believe that um, that leadership should primarily bring out the best 
in the people that they live uh, that they're leading so it, you should be a servant to uplift others but i think as as a nation since i was born because I'm, I'm not a born free but i'm almost there but we haven't had people that bring out the best in us we've always had people that tell us what to do so um in terms of what leadership uh is to me yeah that that's what it basically is serving people and bringing out the best in them and looking at the the current sphere the problem is we also we marginalize leadership and we look at it just from a political point of view i think we were discussing it outside if politicians aren't doing well leadership isn't doing well but like it starts in the homes you have an older brother older sister he's your leader you have parents he's your leader it's it's leadership is everywhere and um we need to look to ourselves and to all the spheres of our country as leadership and the honest truth is we have poor leadership. Mm. And uh, but, but going back to what Ralph was saying, mm. when we say we have poor leadership, have we sufficiently defined for ourselves mm. what exactly it is that we want from this leadership, where we want them to take us to, mm. and what our expectations are in no uncertain terms? I think we have, but um, we haven't actually said it. I think there's a mindset in South Africa of we're looking for a Messiah to lead us to a promised land. And um, we've never actually asked ourselves where we're going and what we want out of that person. It seems to be like, okay, this guy's not working. Let's go for the next guy. Okay, this guy created a bigger mess. Let's find the next guy. And like eventually we're in such a mess and then we start looking to each other and we're in a panic and we're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Where are we going to look to? Okay, let's start blaming each other. Okay, we don't have any leaders. Let's all sit down. I think, uh, Ralph, very interesting thing that uh, Octavio is saying. He's saying we don't, w- our leaders are constantly telling us. Yes. Uh, 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 we are being told what the way is, as opposed to us actually asking the critical questions and uh, also laying out for our leaders what our expectations are. If you have a clear criteria about the values of your society, and about where you want to go in pursuit of a certain set of goals, you will then be able to have leaders who reflect back on that and who are not constantly telling you uh, 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 what to do. And I, I mean, Sakina, it, I, I usually get frustrated with this. I, I go around communities across the country. You, you, it's so easy to say that, ha, look at that leader, that leader. We want, that leader is not. But when I look within the very same community that is uh, a crime foul about the leader that they are having. Either could be a ward councillor, could be a church leader maybe who has gone astray, could be a street committee leader, whatever. When I look within the community, I don't see any coherent value system that will that, that, that will isolate a bad leader. Mm. You, if you have a clear framework as a society about what you want and you have a, a value system, whatever value system you have, but it is clearly defined as to we want this, we want that, we do not want that. That itself makes it difficult for uh, the type of leaders you don't want to emerge because it isolates them. But in South Africa, where we are now, you, you need that leader to define that moral compass for you as a society, as a community. That's wrong. You need to define it. And f- from working from bottom up, then the leader will come to fit that. When the leader doesn't fit that, you have a clear criteria to say, Mr. or Ms. So-and-so, we think that you do not reflect the values that we have as a community. Bye-bye. You can't say that now because you are depending on that leader to tell you what should be your value. 
that is where I think it's going. We are losing it. We we need to regain the grounding as a community and define ourselves as a society. And out of that, we will then see what kind of leadership really emerges. So what we have now is what we deserve because it comes from the mere fact that we have not really defined. And again, I'll go back to communities, actually, non-political uh, uh, leadership is very critical because it also defines the type of political ship that emerges from within society. So the, the, the faith community, civil society organization, community-based organization, we tend to think that leadership will come as a messiah. We are going to have to build it among ourselves. And if we do not strengthen those organizations, if those organizations do not define themselves and express a particular moral value and a moral judgment, there is no way you're going to get a good leadership. Perhaps a bit of an uncomfortable truth. Is it a, a case of our leaders reflecting who we are as a society? And if we don't like that, does it mean that we don't like who we are or what we have created as a society? Um, I I just want <clears throat> let me try to answer that. For me, I think yes, uh, that that's true. Some in in many instances, leadership is actually a reflection of who we are as a society. But also, I don't want to take away from leadership itself. Uh, going back to to history, leadership was always about a calling to service. Whereas now, in this in the, in the current generation, it's become a career for profit. And if 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 it's become a career for profit, it must that idea must come from somewhere. It must be cultivated from the society itself. If I'm growing up at home and my mom is telling me, yo, you know what, son, the only way you can make it out of this life is if you become a leader or a president or a manager. You cannot be middle class or so forth. So I grow up with that mentality of, you know what, in order to get out of this life and get the maximum profit, I need to be a leader. And that it is no longer okay. I want to serve a certain change or stand for some sort of cause. So mm. it, it takes away from the authenticity. And yes, it's a reflection of who we are as a society. So it's become about positions and titles. That is what it seems as though in the main we understand or what we have actually uh, defined leadership as as a society. Well, let's open the lines. 0891-104-208. On the forum at 8 this morning, we are asking you, does South Africa deserve better leadership? And our guests this morning, Ralph Mateja and Octavio Shabangu. Let's go to Leslie in Durban. Good morning, Leslie. Hi, I'm on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, I've been speaking a couple of times previously on SAFM. I don't know if you heard me. I've said that we do not have a leadership problem in this country. We've got a parent problem. You see, we've got to look at the root of the problem. You see, you're missing the point on what you're speaking this morning. You see? You tell us. To, I'm saying you, you, you're missing the point on what you're speaking this morning. We don't have a leadership problem. We have a parent problem. You see, I work with the public sector. And I want to be more specific and more clear. You see, our country is a rainbow nation, and we've got so many types of people living here. And every type of people that we've got in our country, there's a problem, because it all starts with the parents. If the parents are the, uh, bring the children up in a disciplined way, when they grow up, they'll be good leaders. And then that's how it goes in life. You see? Are so parents not leaders of their homes? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You yes, see, we got so a we've been saying that. It's not Leslie. a leadership We're not problem. disagreeing. We, Sorry? We're not disagreeing. We have yes. been saying that. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Thank I'm, you so much. I'm working for the public sector. I can tell you what's happening in this country. You see, just now I was working now. I saw a white guy came. He's displaying his ignorance. I'm telling him, this is how it works. He doesn't want to listen to me. And, and we have it with all race groups. There's a problem. You see, we don't, we don't have that. We don't want to accept the right and the wrong. Ah, there goes Leslie. And um, yeah, Leslie, uh, we hear you. And, and we totally agree that there is leadership in the home. There's leadership throughout all spheres of our lives. We're not disputing that. But do we deserve the leaders uh, that we have at the moment is what we're asking. Titus in Bloemfontein. Sakina, uh, mine is this way. I think uh, we know as communities what we want. We know the kind of leaders that we want to have in society. But our problem is one, is that we're all scared to face up certain things in society and say, yes, we put you here as a leader, but now we have misdirected, you have misdirected yourself, you have moving away from the tangent that we are looking for, and now it's time to get rid of you, stand up, we don't want to anymore. And because of that, because like uh, there's opportunities uh, that goes with leadership that we, have, that we have put into place, and because we're looking at those that what they can provide, we're scared to stand up and say, we don't want to anymore because ultimately what we want to achieve out of that year is that now we can get something from him. And once we can get rid of that maternity, we can start dictating terms to the leadership to say, look, leader, we want this, we want to be steered in this direction. And we as community will move you out and we as community will direct you in terms of what you want. And if we don't achieve that, then fine, goodbye. Okay, Titus in Bloemfontein, thank you so much. Let's go to Cape Town, KGM. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your guests. Morning. Morning, morning. How are you, man? I'm well. Sakina, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take the blame to, to a large extent here. Uh, I think it, it starts with us as individuals. You, you know, it, it's so sad that we, we, we quick to jump into pointing fingers every time we're supposed to take full responsibility. Uh, I'm a parent, and I come from a household which, which has parents. And I think that's the same situation with all of us, or maybe most of us. Uh, I think that's where it started, and that's where you guys uh, started with this whole thing. The, the biggest problem came when we allowed ourselves to be dictated to by politics and, 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 and your social or social related organizations, your, your churches and so forth, because the stereotypical approach that we, we took as a, as, a, as a country or as a people was as a result directly of where we come from. You know, apartheid messed us up in a way that we don't even realize even 20 years later. And in conclusion, Sakina, if, you, if I look at myself, for instance, I, I have been groomed from, from primary school, as an example. When you are a, a class monitor, when you, you are a prefect, when you are an SRC, maybe SRC, it begins to be political then. Mm. We, were never, we were never focused into politics. You were a leader in a class generally. You know, you had to, to be clean. You had to be on time. You had, you know, all of those disciplines. Now, when you look at how we're doing things these days, you, you're not a leader, Sakina. We fail to recognize you as, as the, the anchor of the program. We don't think you're a leader. We think you, you host leaders there. And, and until such time that we, we recognize leadership where we are, then we are in the wrong direction. Okay, uh, we'll uh, obviously, you know, extrapolate more from this. KGM, thanks. Uh, we are coming up to news time, so I don't necessarily want to take another call and then cut somebody off. But uh, some very interesting points being highlighted here uh, by our listeners, and we'll keep taking those calls on 891 Um This issue of the growing gap between leaders 
and those whom they lead. But also coming back, and I think um, it's good that many of us are saying the problem starts in the home because from there it just manifests in all manner of ways. But that is where it starts. And, uh, of course, we are not trying to bash anybody, and this is the last time I'm going to say it. If that's the trajectory you're on, I can't help you this morning. This is not a bashing session against everybody, uh, anybody in particular. We are talking about the leadership that we currently have in this country and of course asking the question does South Africa deserve better leadership across the board could we do better in terms of the people who lead us at this point the forum at eight on SAFM And our question this morning, does South Africa deserve better leadership? We have in studio with us Octavio Shabangu, who is a finalist in the One Day Leader Program on SABC One, as well as Ralph Mateja, who is an independent political analyst. And um, just before the break, let's just try and answer, you know, some of the questions there, especially the one that uh, speaks to the growing gap between leaders and followers for lack of uh, better terminology there and also you know uh, the point that Titus makes about people being scared of leaders now should you ever be scared of your leaders uh, let me start with you Octavio um, I don't think you should be uh, afraid of your leaders and uh, I think that stems from people don't understand how much power they have they've taken the roles of being victims in the society to understand so we're looking for come please save me but they don't understand that they're the people that actually put people in uh, leadership. And I believe that also it comes from, I'm going to say it, and it's going to sound like we're, we're bashing, but we're not. But people are mentally oppressed. You, you think that you're free, but like you're sitting there waiting for, for somebody to come and save you. Just like I said, a Messiah to lead you to a promised land. But what you don't understand is you are the person that put that person in that position and you have the power to remove them. I think uh, just the fact that you had to preface that uh, also speaks to the fact that we are scared to even express ourselves yeah. freely because people will tell us to sit down mm-hmm. because that's what we do in South Africa right now. Mm-hmm. If people don't agree with what you're saying, uh, you are merely and, and, and they will hunt you down. And I think it's part of the problem. But I take your point, Ralph. What's your view on that? Yeah, well, as a society, I think we, we have put too much emphasis on, on leaders. And hence, uh, you get to a situation where the leader can, uh, you start to see this growing gap between a leader and community. When that happens, Akina, it means that the leader actually doesn't believe he or she has to keep on taking feedback from the community. It's, it's where community is actually weak. If you are dealing with a strong community, well-organized community, that shows interest in their affairs, their public affairs, so you will not have a leader that is distanced from that community because a leader knows that uh, you have to constantly keep reflecting back and 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 getting a sense of what your community really wants and i, I think you know we we tend to lump our problems into leaders and into leadership we just put everything else to say that you know the reason why this is not working it's all because of leader and we replace we are so good in leadership rotation in south africa look in the public service for example look across society across companies you find that the rotation is very high but the question is do we 
reflect on that on the leadership not just the leaders but the leadership do we set that value system as to what we really want or we just recycle people and put them into their into those positions expecting that uh, they will resolve our problems without us reflecting deeply as to exactly what we expect from them so does south africa deserve better leadership or does the leadership in south africa deserve better communities to support them and that's what we're talking about this morning let's go back to the lines 0891 owen in durban good morning good morning Sakina. thanks for taking my call uh firstly uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the uh, definition the two gentlemen has have uh, brought up but uh, however i do want to concur the uh, earlier caller who who who, who raised a, a point about the parenting. Um, uh, my my recommendation is that the parenting is above the leader. We mustn't. I uh, wouldn't like to to to, to say a parent is a leader. A parent creates a value system for leaders. So he's a custodian of the value system. That is uh, my point. I okay. think that is. Um, I, I, I do like the definition, but however, I think sometimes we end up over defining. The um, uh, uh, into um, into other like Western cultures in terms of uh, leaders, but I think we need to uh, look in South Africa uh, independently um, of the um, uh, international society. That's Owen in Durban, staying in Durban. Peter, good morning. Good morning. Good yes, morning, Peter? Heidi. Hi. Yes, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, just uh, just a right comment here. I was listening earlier on to the news uh, where. It says that South African Airways is possibly looking to the government for another help out. Uh, you know, their leaders need to learn from another low-cost airline in, in South Africa called Mango. Mango has a, has a system of making money. They lure customers with low prices, but when the passenger arrives at the airport, they knock you in every possible way and uh, thereby get uh, more money. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're an airline that keeps afloat. Uh, for example, I I could fly recently on Friday last week uh, from Johannesburg to Durban. Uh, rather than pay 1,000 to SAA, I opted for 604 from uh, from Mango, paying by credit card two weeks ago. But when you get to the airport, they knock you another 604 because you don't have that credit card with you. They hit you on every single gram overweight, whereas SAA probably is more friendly if you're a kilo or two over, they overlook that. So SAA needs to send their leaders to Mango to find ways of getting money out of these, out of, out of the passenger, and uh, they'll keep afloat. Okay. Thank you so much, Peter, for sharing that with us. Uh, well, Durban in the house this morning. Staying in Durban, Ivor, good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, I just want to say that, you know, if you, if you, uh, you know, everybody stood for a good cause against apartheid. But now the guys that went all to jail and, you know, the, I'm not talking about President Mandela because he was a fantastic uh, leader. But everybody that went to jail came out and they gave them all positions into finance. Uh, even now he's a president. But how did we know they were going to be good leaders? It was just we expected because they went to jail and everybody you know, went to jail, they were expected to become leaders in our society. Okay. All right. Got you there, Ivor. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear what uh, my panel's uh, response to this is going to be. Elspeth in Newtown. Hi. 
Hi there. Hi to everyone. Um, I run a, a leadership development company called Common Purpose, an international one. Uh, we think that leadership is about people who can make things happen, and good leaders make it happen because they can inspire other people and connect with them well. So I think there's a real problem in society when we consider leadership and formal authority to be the same thing. So, you know, leaders should be able to be leaders without formal authority. Uh, and that's a real sad confusion. So you can lead because you can inspire people to your ideas, you have good networks, uh, you are able to communicate well. Those are great characteristics of leadership. So we become so preoccupied with political leadership as if it's the only leadership in town. Mm. You know, there can be folk in positions of formal authority who are very poor leaders because they actually don't connect well with people. Um, so I think that you know we need to look for leaders broadly in society and all walks of life. And the media feeds that preoccupation with political leadership as the only leadership in town. We should be looking, and many callers have said this already, too, for leadership in homes, in schools. Every single person in society, I think, should be looking to themselves to lead in the appropriate context at appropriate times when they need to step forward. Every single one of us needs to step forward and stop looking to those big, formally defined locations where the leadership spotlight falls. Because uh, sometimes they're actually devoid of leadership. They only have formal authority and it's quite hollow. Mm. Elspeth in Newtown, I of course am a graduate of that Common Purpose uh, program and it really did do wonders for me um, when I went on it. But thank you so much for that call. Uh, Chris in Joburg, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm fine. I think firstly we do have leadership, especially in the home front. The fact that uh, more than 60% of children are are, are, are cared for by single parents, and in particular women, it shows the strength of women leadership in this country. But secondly, I think one of the problems I have also with the topic is that it presupposes that leadership is imposed or is a superstructure out of society because leadership comes out of, is a product of society that it represents. So when we ask, does leadership, does South Africa deserve a better leadership, are we therefore inadvertently meaning, does South Africa deserve better citizens that produce good leadership that it should? So through what we see in leadership now, reflects exactly the society that we have. And we cannot correct, we cannot correct leadership without correcting the faults of society. We need to trace back its fault line and then we'll see where we are going. Thank you. And thank you so much, uh, uh, Chris in Joburg. Let's go to Gift in Port Elizabeth. Hello, Gift. Hi, Sakina, and I to your guest. Look, I think in responding to your question, and I think we deserve better when it comes to leadership. And I think I want to focus in all sectors of society because our, you see, our challenge again is that we always preoccupy ourselves with political leadership, not only focusing also on other sectors of society like your sport, your religious sector, and the business community. You see, but the, but the challenge together that we have is the fact that uh, I think as South Africans, we always settle for mediocrity, and that becomes a norm. <laughs> and I can go to town if I want to cite examples, you know. But I think the, the, the critical challenge that we have as South Africans when it comes to leadership is the issue of self-interest. You know, Sakina, I, I for a fact believe that uh, if I know for a fact that I don't have the ability and the capability, if, for instance, people lobby me for me to sit in a board, and I know that I don't have those abilities and capabilities, I think I have a responsibility of saying, no, please, ignore me because I don't have uh, the ability because I want to add value in that institution. And I think that's a challenge that we have because people 
want to be appointed in all sectors of society when for a fact they know that uh, they don't have that ability. So it, that, that's why when it comes to self-interest, and now it leads to mediocrity. But I think mm-hmm. the last issue, but and I think the last issue, I think the South Africans, and I, I'm of the view that if we want to succeed in ensuring that we produce qualitative leadership, because to me, I think there's an erosion of that qualitative leadership. Focus must be on education, and I, and I, and I strongly believe that excellence in education is the best way to nurture and extend the qualities that we need if we are to produce visionary leadership in South Africa. Okay. No, I get you there, Gift. Thank you so much. Uh, Zakes on Twitter says, leadership comes from society because it is society that breeds the pastors, the politicians, the executives, etc. So we have what we deserve. And uh, looking at some of the SMSs, Joe sends us uh, a quote from Ralph Nader that says, the function of leadership is to produce more leaders not followers. NG says good leaders lead by good example. We have no good political leadership in this country. Uh, Fred and Peter Maritzburg, uh, so long as you keep voting for the current ruling party, you will continue to have corrupt and incompetent Neanderthals in government. Wax says uh, leaders work for the people. Politicians work for money to fill their pockets. Mandela was a good leader and Zuma is a politician. Isha's SMS says, it's not clear to me why my servants need to walk on red carpets wearing Italian shoes and drinking champagne at my expense. And uh, this one here, unsigned, says, the majority voted for the leaders we have, regardless of Nkandla, the arms deal, rampant corruption allowed without punishment and so many more sins. It says a lot of people in South Africa, because they voted, of course, for this leadership and so sick and tired of the apartheid blame, 20 years of uh, on for heaven's sake a week can change a country with the right leaders in place stay in kzn says sakina somewhere along the way our leaders left us and even changed the motto selfless into creating wealth why all these fancy cars when we have people who are suffering lunka says please ask the panel if they consider themselves leaders and do they have godly wisdom and where do they find it wm's sms reads of course we deserve the leaders uh, we have because we keep voting for them what a strange question joe soap says SA has too many gates uh, it has to pass through. Exam- uh, example, Salevi Gate, Sheikh Gate, Gupta Gate, and Kandla Gate, and uh, Take a Shower Gate, etc., etc. Uh, NJ and George, uh, so-called South African leaders, are out for self-enrichment and do not deserve respect from anyone. Um, uh, so many more. We'll come to that. Let me just bring the panel in before uh, they go off uh, somewhere. Uh, Ralph, your response? There was a question asked uh, about uh, the the first set of leaders we have had after apartheid that they were in exile. How did we know they were in prison? They were was in prison, the and yeah, he yeah. Said, yeah. How did we know if they are going to to be good leaders? Good leaders. You know that is very important, Sakina, because if you look back, uh, South Africans around 1994, uh, and I'm gonna be very straight and honest about this, Sakina. Uh, South Africans did not critically evaluate leaders around then. They just wanted to get rid of apartheid. But I think as we are evolving, there is an understanding as well among South Africans. As much as they may be dissatisfied with the type of leadership that they have, there is an understanding, I think, that is breeding among South Africans that says that 
politics corrupts leaders and you need to hold leaders to a higher sense of accountability. If, if you ask the question of leadership on this show back in 1995, people will have thrown stuff at you. Why are you asking that kind of a question? Of course, you didn't have a frame of reference by then. But now I think we have seen what you have seen in politics. It's no secret that uh, some of our leaders in politics, quite a number of our leaders in public service, they've been found wanting. They haven't lived to the higher standard of accountability that we want, the higher moral uh, basis that we really want as a society. But I think the society is also getting to understand there is a, a, a what i call a, a rehabilitation of the relationship between a citizen in south africa and the leader it's happening gradually where the citizen is beginning to say that wait a minute by the way i elected or i appointed that leader and then i need to take some level of responsibility there is a consensus among your callers that leadership is a reflection of the society we get what we deserve we need to start asking questions among ourselves you wouldn't have asked that question 15 years ago in South Africa. And as we are getting to understand uh, uh, the functioning of politics and the level of corruption that comes in politics and also understanding that it's not peculiarly a South African problem. It, it happens in other countries as well. It might be severe in our country and of course we have to be intolerant of it. We are getting to understand that our politicians are just like any other politicians. Mm. We need to retain a sense of what we want values as communities, as society and therefore subject themselves to that. But going back to what Elspeth was saying, it is also not a peculiarly political problem in South Africa. And very often we seem to mm-hmm. somehow forget about leadership in other spheres of our lives and focus primarily, and she said she blames the media in part for this, uh, that we do tend to uh, perhaps place an, you know, over... I think that's what we got wrong in 1994, Sakina, where we had a lot of... If you take audit of communities that existed, organizations that existed before then, we have resigned a lot to politicians after 1994. You know, the overwhelming mantra of uh, the selfless political leaders and all that. We have, we have resigned too much of our powers to that. And hence, now we are crying foul. You need to retain a certain element of control as a society so that you can actually shape that political leadership that you are getting. And I think the tide is turning. Hence, we are discussing this question. Mm. Octavia? And, um, of course, there was a question as well. Do you consider yourself to be a leader? Um, okay. Um, I need to start like this. Uh, there was one comment uh, of a person asking us, um, where do we get our godly wisdom and so forth? And just to, to, to tackle both of those questions, yes, I do consider myself a leader. And I don't think that uh, a leader has all the answers. Do you understand? I think that a leader is a person that needs to to take people where they need to go, not give them the answers about how to get there. So I do consider myself a leader because I stand up for the values that I believe in and I stand, I stand up for the, the vision that I see for not for just myself but for the people that um, I represent. And the people I represent are the youth. I mean, like, as, especially as the youth have come, come under a lot of fire, but the same people that criticize us as the youth forget the generation that brought us up. So you guys are right. It starts with the parenting. And I've been privileged enough to have good uh, parenting and I do consider myself a leader just based on my value systems oh, and the things I What made for. your parents good parents? Okay, so um, I, I, I come from a predominantly um, that, that the whole fairy tale South Africa type of family you come from a poor background and um, I'll just highlight one story 
my mother, um, I think when I was, I was nine years old and I was in grade three, couldn't afford to take me to school. So she went to the school and she said that she would clean three flights of stairs and she'd help with the kids at aftercare in exchange for my leadership. That wasn't only something to give me an education, but she was teaching me that part of leadership is to be a servant, to understand that there is a greater cause. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's, it must be really like more like going to, to, to the school your son goes to and having to clean toilets is not something you'd want your, your son to see, but it's something that she did in order for me to have a better future. So that's what a leader does. They put aside their pride and their own, their own goodness for others to, put, to prosper. So that's the values I've been brought under. Let me just look at a few more comments. Uh, Tando, interestingly, says, we deserve leaders, period. We ha- what we have currently are representatives, which gives rise to the principal-agent problem because the reps who are the agents have personal interests and uh, that uh, those interests are divorced from those uh, using their services, which is society, the principal. And the rep makes decisions which cosmetically seem sound uh, when the outcome of those decisions is right. They collect large personal benefit and when it is wrong, society pays the price, politics. Politicians, church leaders, corporate execs, academics, um, they all have incentives without disincentives. And I think that's, that, that is a crucial point. But what is clear is that there seems to be consensus generally here, uh, Ralph, this morning, that the problem lies not with the leadership alone. The problem lies with everybody who is um, in some way or another responsible for propelling people into those positions as well. Certainly, Sakina. These leaders that we are having in whatever sector of our society, could be corporate, could be politics, could be civil society, they were not dropped here from Mars or from another planet. They emerged from within our society. And one of the reasons why they, they survive another day is because society wants them to do so. I mean, even if society can express some level of disgruntlement today or tomorrow whatsoever, the survival of a leader is tolerated by the society. And, and that period, society should take responsibility towards that. But I, I want to go back to quickly to the question of authority, to mm-hmm. family. Authority begins at home. I mean, a sense of, uh, of course, legitimate authority, as parents do have legitimate authority over their children. That has to be displayed at home. If at home there is no sense of authority and there is no sense of command, not to say that families have to be run in terms of military structure, I mean, just a sense of authority. Who does what? Who has got their core chores? And who, mm. who, who gives vision to the family? It starts right there. You can't expect it in politics if you don't have it. At Absolutely. All. And I'd like to take it just a step further by saying that if parents fail to instill a good sense of self, if they fail to, you know, instill a good sense of grounding in their children, then it absolutely makes sense that you would have members of society who are prone to being pulled in in any direction because they don't know who they are. They don't know what they stand for. And this, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think in part is what we are seeing. Uh, just a few SMSs to round it off. Sandy Lendaba says, uh, we do have good leaders with somewhat good intentions in this country. Problem is the huge racial divide. And um, this one from Zamogutse says, on the same token, we need balanced and fair quality reporting from our journalists. We deserve better journalism in South Africa. And uh, final word from you, Octavio? Um, in closing, 
uh, as the leader of the future, I'm just going to ask the people with the power to actually vote for me to win the idols of the future. <laughs> so vote leader six. So SMS the word leader. Uh, leave a space. The number six to three forty twenty. That's leader six to three forty twenty. Thank you. Such an opportunist. But there, <laughs> there you go. And uh, that's what we have for you this morning, Ralph Mateja. Well, I think that uh, I'm glad that we discussed this topic, and I think we should shift from rotation of leaders towards actually asking ourselves what do we want from them. And that is the pertinent question. Thanks, as always, for your fantastic participation this morning. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we are working on something where we will try and put all of these comments in one space, all the Twitter as well as the SMS comments, so that everybody could go in later on and read what everybody else had to say about it. But we'll keep you informed as to how that goes.